Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Kelly Driscoll. In this episode, you'll hear part two of my conversation with Amanda Heiberger, professor of music and former QEP director at Chattanooga State Community College. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. In the Inspiration Journal, are there um, other kind of prompts that you do? So there's one that's about their some kind of personal artwork that they've done. Are there other kinds of prompts? Well, like I, I use the portfolio as the foundation for the whole course. So there's okay. different prompts through the course. That one assignment is is it's basically an opportunity for them to introduce themselves to their classmates. Okay. And kind of force them to do that thing that that one kid couldn't do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but I like that approach instead of that kind of broad about me. You've kind of positioned it differently. Well, I have the but- benefit of having a class that most of the time everybody in that course is either doing art, theater, dance or music and so we have that in common and what's fun about it is most i mean i have students who come to chat state you know we have the tennessee promise and you can tell the ones where their parents were like you're going to go to school for free for two years and they Mm -hmm. wish they were at a university you know they don't they didn't plan on coming to community college and because it's free parents are making them come and so there's always this you can tell who they are and then it's so much fun when they put up their own, like there'll be galleries of artwork sometimes and they'll recognize that someone else in the class is talented and, and taking yeah. it seriously and you can see them make friends and then it kind of makes the world better for them to recognize that they're not the only one on campus. Because, you know, you're a lot of their perceptions of uh, community colleges were just gen eds. Yeah, and so they come thinking, and that's what their parents tell them, you're just going to go and get English out of the way and go get math out of the way. Yeah, and so they're like, and so part of what I'm doing is trying to get them excited about, you can start your major here. And so when they see that, they're like, you're really talented. You can really draw. Did you draw that? You know, and I make them slow down. And which ones did you draw? Make sure you notate it properly. You know, we talk about those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the other prompts in the portfolio, they have to – they still do something like Strings Finder. It's another company now, but um, mm-hmm. they have to kind of talk about what they're thinking about as far as a future career and how their Strings Finders matches up. And they do a little, that's one of the prompts. They do a work ethic prompt still. I asked them to pick a strength and a weakness mm-hmm. and to discuss what they're working on and what they think they excel in. And uh, I've had a lot of pushback about that because a lot of the faculty don't ever want them to put a weakness. Don't want to hear about the weaknesses. No, and I'm like, you, you and I all know the first job interview you have, they're going to ask you that. But yeah. it's a common question. I you and I have had conversations yeah. about how important it is to celebrate your failures. You know, yeah. how, would we, how would we be doing what we're doing right now, Amanda, and, if we had Right, and I've had so many students stuff. tell me, I am so glad that I had to practice articulating what I'm good at and what I'm what it was a struggle for me because my job interview I just had I wouldn't look like an idiot so yeah. the, the, the kids that I was ready to yeah, yeah. ready to right. stuff I mean mm-hmm. I mean I mean I gotta tell every job interview I'm gonna talk too much and sing in the whole song 
I'm old. <laughs> I haven't given you an opportunity to sing yet. Oh, well, I yet. sound terrible right now. So anyway, we'll see. I know you. You had a. Um, <laughs> I had a cold. I won't, I won't put you on the spot. Thank with that you. Today. Um, but for everyone listening, you should look her up. <laughs> I'll send you a clip of my choir. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda's a soprano. She sure is. Most photos I've ever seen of her, she's like full. Yeah. <laughs> So we know you're out there. They'll they'll find you. They'll get to hear and your my last your voice teacher. Voice. She got in my mouth and she said, "You have a very <laughs> small mouth." I had never heard that before. She said, "Really, a very small mouth. You might could have a few teeth pulled." And she was not joking. Oh wow! To get another few notes. She was looking to see if we could get more space. And I'm like, I said, I'm not pulling any teeth. She was not joking. So did you have teeth pulled no, in the end? No. Oh, no. I put that. You, I was like, conversation no. <laughs> is over. You're crazy. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I don't think it is a thing. She just <laughs> But like, look at this mouth. Would you have anybody ever tell you that is a very small mouth? Anyway, uh, opera singing well, is bizarre. Speaking of not having a small mouth. So circling back a little bit to the QEP. So we were celebrating at the beginning your title change. Yes. Because you have been able to hand off the QEP. I have. Um, but I would love for you to share a little bit about, I'm sure you had to use your your vocal cords to get through that whole process. Um, but if you could share a little bit about how e-portfolios were connected to how Chattanooga prepared for your um, QEP and what that process was like. I would love for our listeners to hear that because I know that there's sure. other institutions kind of in the, that same same boat, but they're not. They haven't been able to achieve it yet. I'll tell you, I uh, I had an epiphany uh, one day where I realized that musicians are pretty much qualitative researchers. Mm. That was helpful because I really felt underprepared to do the QEP because I was not a statistician. I did not mm -hmm. understand how to write in that world. I mean, mm -hmm. I write about music and chord structure and this kind of thing, and that's it's another language. And so I had literally on Khan Academy taken year one of statistics. That was mm -hmm. my terrible statistics course on God Academy with the door shut. Well, good to know that that's a go-to for folks. I might. did because I found I couldn't even I couldn't even use the words correctly, and so yeah. and I, I it was crazy. I I didn't realize when I took on the QEP when they offered it to me when they took it they didn't tell me the papers I would have to write for the state of Tennessee and it was a lot of money on the line. It was it was really really intimidating. Um, what I learned over time was. We had this survey, like I said, that was just awful. And I thought proving the wrong thing. And we probably could have made it work and lied our way through it, you know, and fussed with it. But it would have been just agony taking that over and over and over again. And putting our students through it was not fun. What I learned was I needed students in their portfolio to show growth in work ethic. 
I needed them to be able to articulate, I'm learning how to do this through this course assignment. I have grown in this way. I wanted to see if they could connect courses together. You know, this, this English class has helped my math class because we're working on the same teamwork type of things. And right. I'm a better, I'm better in teamwork because I did this other stuff, you know, or any kind of language like that to show growth while at chat state. Mm-hmm. And that's what I needed. Um, what we did was bizarre, but it was, it was, um, how should I say needs must, right? When you're desperate, you do what you need to do. So mm-hmm. I eventually had a little team of mentors mm-hmm. who I love. They still, they're like my kids. They still tell me and call me and I see pictures of their kids, but I ended up having about 10 student mentors, my right? student mentors. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't get any help. I couldn't get any paid you know, help, but they would allow me to pay for like a tutor kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so I wanted them to be students anyway, because I thought if students went and helped a student, they would be more excited. And so mm-hmm. the students were going to help people log in and showing them their own portfolio. Well, we had student mentors doing that for a period of years. And what they would do at the end of the year, like for summer, what are you going to do in the summer? Oh, we're busy. <laughs> Don't trust me. Literally, they would comb through all the portfolios of their classes that they had led. So they were assigned mm-hmm. classes. So 10 of them might have 50 classes. Yeah. And they would comb through those classes and they would really just cut and paste out of their portfolios every bit of reflective work. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on the work ethic page, especially, or there was just a few pages that we knew were the assignments where we were going to look for it. And like if there was a special class in English or nursing, we knew that there was a work ethic assignment on that page. And so we would go for those specific pages. We ran it through a qualitative software system just to um, look for certain words. Yes. Like mm-hmm. working, working, and it's been a while since I did this. And then we would sit, and I, my programmer still think he has, <laughs> I think he's still upset. He was twitching the first day we did it, but the computers went down. Oh, no. So we were offline, so he couldn't tell me no. But we sit and cut, physically cut with scissors out of that in vivo software and put them in piles. But I'm such a... Oh, my god! I know. He was like, Amanda, Amanda, there's a better way. Amanda, there's a better way. Amanda, there's a better way. <laughs> I was like, all right, the computers are down. Let's just do it this way today. He goes, I can't believe we're doing that. <laughs> anyway... I eventually had the mentors doing this because I, I couldn't see it on the computer screen. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say that, but I couldn't. I couldn't. It was such a big amount of information. I couldn't dis- distill it down to a computer screen or two screens. I had eventually had three screens, but it just didn't fit. It was just too much. But I could see piles on a table. And so they would literally mm-hmm. walk around in the summer with this one's this one's talking about an external job that they got a promotion and they would go mm-hmm. put that over there. And so every year we would put a key themes report together. Mm-hmm. These are the key themes that the students talked about related to work ethic based on their time at Chattanooga State. And they were usually like growth in external jobs, mm-hmm. um, either a pay raise or um, a, a more responsibility. Um, There were students that talked about trying to improve their tardiness, um, Mm -hmm. doing their best to be there on time, seeing a grade rise because of that kind of thing. So 
it became very specific and it was really shocking over time how we got some trends. Um, Those trends are what helped our QEP succeed. Now, that was a lot harder physically than running, you know, a survey. Yeah, Yeah, it was. It was more work. It was infinitely more interesting than running a survey and I think actually more real. Because you can make a survey kind of say what you want it to say. You know, if you want an outcome, you just force a beginning. So, but I when I realized as a musician, I'm more of a qualitative, what was Beethoven trying to say when he was writing this piece? And you really do get key themes. And so once I realized that, it kind of gave me some courage to use my creative side to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went with that key theme approach for the whole last five years Mm -hmm. of the project. So we had five years of key theme data. And we could show a trajectory. And so that that was what it was. And it came from just the portfolio. I mean, I was elated when the QEP closed because it closed in, um, I guess, 2000. My goodness, it's crazy how long it was, like 2019, I guess. Okay. So um, when it closed, we didn't have to do that last, the last one. I didn't have to do a key theme. I was like, oh. Thank God. That was so much work. And I couldn't have done it without those student mentors. Because yeah. it, because well, when we first started it, we may have had 200 portfolios functioning. And by mm-hmm. the end, we had 4,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so scaling it was even worse. But if, if you're trying to build um, data for a project or data for, you know, supporting a project, you're starting, if you're starting out with that kind of thing, it would be okay. Or if you were in a specific program, you could make that work. But trying to do a campus-wide was pretty, yeah. that was pretty big. It got big. Yeah. with a, And a lot of movement with the student body, too, coming in yeah. and out, start, stop. And, yeah. Uh, and we were- At the same time, you were also mobilizing um, e-portfolios with um, instructors there, Yeah, too. that's what I thought you would talk about today. That's crazy. <laughs> That's what we're known for, but that makes no sense. And that's the part I still do. Yeah. Like, I don't really do the student part, except in my own classes. I, I use it personally. Um, but that has moved from me. But um, there just hasn't been anybody wanting to take on the faculty side yet. I can't imagine why. Because you're fun. Well, <laughs> you remember how I talked about how all of the political this and that, nobody will touch it. Um, but no, when I first started, I was trying to go around to divisions and uh, sell the idea of portfolio because they were like me. We don't need a social media for students. You know, they really were having the same reaction. Um, the only positive reaction, I mean, if I if I got any good reaction, it would be, well, why can't we have it for mm. our portfolios? Why are we on paper binders? Why are we going to do this for students if we won't do it for faculty? And I'm like, I didn't realize that Chat State, uh, before I was hired, had tried to do a, some weird, horrible PDF version of a portfolio. Okay. They had tried to put PDFs together on jump drives, and they were going to do everybody's, everybody was going to be on a jump drive. Whatever. And it had failed miserably. And so there was all those bad, I didn't know I was fighting that kind of baggage. Like, nobody tells you anything when you're a newbie. That's why I had a big old sign on my head. And finally, like, after a year of trying, somebody hands me this horrible flash drive. And I was like, no wonder everybody is, like, giving me the stink eye. They're like, been oh. here, done that. Why is she talking again? 
<laughs> but anyway, I I um I jokingly said to to a friend who was saying that he was a department head, uh, I said, if you can get permission from the vice president of academic affairs for me to do a faculty portfolio, I'll build it tomorrow. Because we mm. had a digication power. He got permission. Wow. <laughs> that woman, oh, she's retired, so I can say it. She could not work a computer. But she got the that she whole could, project. She had all her emails printed for her. She could not work a computer. So I thought he she is gonna tell him which way to turn and this is not gonna go anywhere. Cause I knew she was gonna be the stumbling block. Well, I didn't know for half a year, half of her office was filled with binders. And she's just sick of it in her floor. Okay. Wow. That's so valid. that was that was all she cared about. <laughs> she just went she also I didn't know if there was a problem around campus with consistency. Some some divisions and departments weren't having to do as much as others. And she knew there was a problem. So um, anyway, all of a sudden, not only did I have the QEP, I had faculty tenure and promotion in my lap. Right. That was garbage. I'm still doing faculty tenure and promotion. about that anybody needs help with that that's it that's another bottle wag but i still do that i i, I do a little stipend in a course release well and the, the work that you did in that area you know continues to inspire other institutions as well that i ended up want... talking to so many yeah i i've had people say they would never go back to paper yeah. The real the the thing that really worked was we had we had three offsites. Mm-hmm. We had people driving down the mountain for an hour to get a binder, and then they had to either decide to stay there all day and read it, right? Get to sign in it. Room. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they had to take a day off of their classes or do it on the weekend to even make it work. And so I'm walking down the hall one day, and here comes this guy. I don't know. Well, he's an English professor, but he's he lives on the mountain. And I don't see him, so he's in my di- division. I just don't know. And he gives me a full hug. He just hugs. He embraces me. And he says, I know this individual. And I was like, I don't know what you do. I think he's retired. And he goes, thank you so much. You, oh, that's okay. You have saved me three days of my life of wasted time. And I'm like, okay. But you know, there were things she didn't realize that needed yeah. to be modernized a little bit. And uh, certainly when COVID happened, our faculty portfolios were about the only thing that didn't get, that were just kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. But it kept coming along as yeah. usual. I'm going to reach Amanda. Um, we, I mean, we had to figure out like a kind of a hotline for help that wasn't just my email so I could teach, but. Other yeah. than that, everything else was just humming. You're like, for once, I win. You know, I mean, it was the one <laughs> thing that didn't change. And so that was nice because we were really mobile, you know, which it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I wanted to um, kind of close today. with. I know that you've um, now made this transition to advising and uh, I know you're involved with ePortfolio with the faculty. Um, with the role in advising, is that just for your individual 
cohort of students or are you organizing? No, the TUEP is in advising now. They wanted to oh, redo the whole advising department. Okay. And so Got I'm it. I'm I'm out of it. They decided and they had to pick a new you're, QEP topic. You're focusing just on teaching right now. I love I it. I am. Well, in the tenure portfolio, yeah. And the, and the P&T. That's no small. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that those are, I mean, we share those with other schools that are interested in P&T all the time. You still have some incredible faculty members that choose to share those publicly and they just serve as wonderful examples. A lot of um, thought and care went into how they're organized. And um, I know the, the process that faculty members are going through gives them the opportunity to really know more about how the tool works and the importance of being able to right. share your achievements and um, you know, the things that you care about, even beyond what they're doing in the classrooms. I see them, you know, sharing personal stories and experiences and that tie into, you know, why they're doing what they do. And I do think that that experience serves um, greatly when they're bringing this kind of technology into the classroom to. Yeah, it really them. opened up our tenure promotion process, which was kind of a stodgy um, mm -hmm. it very DMV form well, type. It felt like a form, and it's there's still forms, but it there was you didn't put pictures in. You know, you could see a, a hundred binders; they looked identical. It was all yeah. text, which I mean, I, I we're we're fine to write. But like especially in the visual arts, you know, now yeah. I can put in a concert. I put in all my concert programs. Exactly. I, you know, I um. I see from different areas the beautiful things they do. I think it's been really fun to see that some faculty like really want their portfolio to be like certain colors. Mm -hmm. I know that's funny, but they just they want little flowers on it. They have like yeah. their their, well, their flower pages human. them and their kid, you know, and mm -hmm. it just humanized them. And I think mm -hmm. like our vice president now doesn't really understand because she wasn't there when it was paper. In the beginning. Yeah. But like, how did you know the faculty? Yeah. I mean, what an asset. Because you see their picture over and over again. You can, if you want to know who that person is, you go look them up and mm -hmm. look at their name, you know. And so um, it's really been, I think, made it more personal for sure. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think more consistent. And, um, you know, we've done some fun stuff with like sharing goals. Um, mm -hmm. I called them Christmas presents because um, I mean I didn't have the luxury of being able to pay my faculty to do stuff. Yeah, like I didn't. I was never given cash to get them to cooperate. So whatever yeah. I got, I had to get out of you know just the love of teaching and belief that we were doing something beneficial to them and yeah. to the student. Because my, my faculty love students; they really do. But there has been yeah. a distrust of a lot of top down initiatives mm -hmm. that go nowhere. And I think that's true of all higher ed. I think we're all exhausted. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I, I don't, just talking to colleagues from around, I, I don't think that's unique to Chattanooga State. Um, so one of the benefits I had was I was a faculty member. So whatever I imposed, I had to do too. So they yeah. saw that. But um, 
we did things like Christmas present goals, like um, if we had like a work ethic goal, somebody had a really good idea for how to put a teamwork goal together mm-hmm. in the portfolio. I would be like, hey, can we share this goal? And because we had made a form, I, I had a portfolio for faculty resources and I would just make it open and mm-hmm. they could go in there and copy paste that goal. And, you know, mm-hmm. we have two goals a year and writing them is a pain. Like it, it's just tedious. And so every year, Amanda, are there Christmas present goals? Yes. There are goals <laughs> for free. If <laughs> there was a grant coming up, here's how you can support yeah. the grant. If, mm-hmm. you know, and so we gave those kinds of incentives, which save faculty time, but also encouraged them to be part of a process we were trying, you know, as. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. thinking that way. So I worked yeah. with, I worked with our, you know, faculty professional development people a lot or to create those goals. We usually had three or four a year, mm-hmm. some divisions of creative goal. And it was really fun to watch faculty from different divisions, you know, mm-hmm. create goals together yeah. or share. And that initially, you know, por- portfolios for faculty were just really closed down. Like you didn't show anybody your portfolio. It was like yeah. a big deal uh, to keep mm-hmm. that private. And then after the first year, we had like 30 of our 200 faculty made theirs public mm-hmm. and um, would just share the link yeah. with like a young ca- faculty member that needed help knowing what to put in it. Or we've had quite a few faculty get other jobs, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I can keep it. I'm like, we're not banning yeah. you from the universe because you're moving across the United States, yeah. you know, have fun. And so it's, you know, we just tried to be, um, let it be a tool to really use. And um, so try to be generous. And you've done professional development at other schools. Uh, well, you? I ended up doing quite a lot, which was yeah. not, I'm like, I understand sometimes. And I'm like, I sing. I'm not singing at all today. This is so bizarre. Where did the singing go? And um, but it's performance in some way. Um, yeah. No, I ended up, I ended up doing a lot of statewide portfolio development for sure. I still have some people who call me from time to time. And I ended up I ended up going to most of the sister community colleges to do days. Yeah, because um, I remember Jackson State. Yeah. 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 I, I I don't there's not many I missed. Um sometimes I think what what was the most successful is when I took a student or two. When I took mm, a few, yeah. I took a few well, student I mean, minutes. Love hearing. There's just it's so just infectious and exciting, and you know, hearing students talk about it from their experience, yeah. I think, always gives you know people that care about teaching and students like they can't listen to that and not be interested in being a part of it I find yeah I I learned that early on that the best thing I could do was kind of introduce what we did and then sit down and let them talk let the students talk yeah and they um boy I had some really great student mentors I really did I I I got them by asking faculty to nominate them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you have a student who you think has a good portfolio in your program or you think would be a great mentor. (laughs) Yeah. And I, so I, I went with faculty nominations and sometimes I just didn't get that. I mean, I don't, I might only get 10 nominations and I would get 10 
I needed yeah. 10, but usually they were really great. Like faculty really did not send me garbage, like, cause they didn't want to put up with it. But I got so many compliments on those kids. And so that was a real, that was a real bright spot for me and all that. And that had nothing to do. That was not in our QEP. Yeah. <laughs> that, didn't, yeah. that was not yeah. something we said we were going to do. So that's kind of crazy, but. Yeah. Well, and I think that you were one of the early pioneers that had a successful model of that. I think you even spoke about it, maybe at AACNU or an maybe. ABLE conference at some ABLE. Point. Yeah. I ended up presenting at some of those, which again, I was like, I sing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the portfolio was. Portfolio. The portfolio community was such a nice community. Yeah. Singing community is not that nice. It's kind of cutthroat. A more competitive. Oh yeah. my heavens! Yes, like I mean, I actually had some girl one time. She was, I hope you get sick. Like, man, what? She's my understudy, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm a nice person, but my first, I just responded, I hope you learn to sing so you can get the lead. Like, <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know going to say something nasty like that. I mean, I would never say that to somebody, but I'm like, well, we're going to go in. But I'm like, it didn't, it doesn't make you a nice person. And so, you know, the portfolio community was just so much more. <laughs> like, yeah, we can more all, we can proud. all win. <laughs> we can all participate. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was a lot more welcoming. Singing is pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. The demon thing is for real. Yeah, but yes, the ePortfolio e community is such a welcoming group. And um, I mean, I find just always ready to share their best practices and, you know, what's worked and not worked at their campus and, you know, celebrating each other, a lot of camaraderie. Yeah. Um, and that, that continues to be the case um, since the, the time that we've been involved anyway. So, um well amanda thank you so much for joining me today it was so much fun catching up with you and learning more about your background <laughs> how it all connects to what you do today and i hope you will continue to be involved in doing professional development when you can find the time um, because i know that you're such a wonderful person and resource for those that are interested in learning more about ePortfolio pedagogy and Thank um, you. the field in general and how to get students excited and faculty members excited. So thank you so much. Thank for you. Sharing. It was nice Bye. to catch up with you. Appreciate it. All right. Good luck, Take everyone. Care. This concludes our conversation. To hear our next episode, be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. The Digication Scholars Conversation series is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative ePortfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thanks for tuning in.